Hello, Cryptonauts. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to another episode of Cryptocurrency Chat. I am your host, Blockchain John, here with my co-host, Jake Jabrelli, ready to give you some awesome crypto news of the day. I'm just happy to be back on the mic, man. I miss you guys. It's it's It really is, man. I don't know about you guys, but I really enjoy just coming out here and just reading the news. It's just, oh, man, I missed, I missed, uh, was it Sunday? Jake did an awesome job. Thank you. Um, I was out uh, with a friend uh, celebrating a birthday party. And it was nice. It was nice to get out on the weekend and just uh, just do things normally, right? Because here in the Bay Area, um, things are still like on like restrictions on lockdowns and stuff. People have to wear masks, and it, it's just nice to just get together and just be normal for once, right? Yeah. And that's that's how it felt. I was like, this this is I miss this because people are still not really getting together out here. It's still kind of it's it's weird because once you leave out of this bubble. <laughs> everything's normal everything's normal around the Outside world the like, bay, world is, right. it's so weird yeah yeah the bay is all yeah. uptight liberal and kind of just like oh no protect yourself i'm not saying you shouldn't protect yourself i'm just saying they're a little bit over enthusiastic about it yeah yeah so anyways we're here we're ready to give you the uh crypto news of the day but before we get started um i want to see what jake's been up to these past couple of days since i haven't uh, really got an official discussion with them so what's up Jake? well um i wouldn't say a whole lot i mean i would a lot of things that have nothing to do with crypto or what's going on in my life. But uh, as far as crypto watching the market, you know, crash and then come right back up, it's kind of funny. Right. I will say that as, as far as crypto news goes in my life, is was really excited to see Upland uh, introduce uh, Rio de Janeiro. I got a piece of property down there in the game. I'm pretty stoked about that because they're letting people fly down to Rio for free. I can't imagine nice. how much it's going to be because just flying across the United States in that game is like, 300 or 3,000 epics. So, Bruno Rio is probably going to be like five or 6,000. Wow. Um, but it's a hot market. I mean, not just because it's, you know, Mediterranean, or not Mediterranean, it's, it's you know, uh, center of the world kind of uh, equator level weather in Rio, but because it's also just people are like, finally, international. This is amazing. Man, we go to Rio, learn about Rio. Well, is it the first? It's the first international, yep. Oh, that's I was cool. Very excited, and there's it, it still plenty of property under under ten thousand. I, I picked up a couple of nice. pieces of property, so I was really happy about that. But at the same time, it's just like it's it's neat to see it because there's so many people going down there right now. You know, of the players that are in the game, um, that the the uh, the games that are going on. I'm making a lot of money off the mm-hmm. just the measly amount of properties I have down there. <laughs> so many people are down there, so it's just neat to see. Nice. Um, All right. It's fun. Cool. So let's go ahead and get uh, let's get our bills paid. So we're gonna head over to the coin tree. If you guys don't know yet, you guys can help donate via crypto, uh, Bitcoin, Ethereum, BNB, Ravencoin, or if you want to just throw some assets our way, we would appreciate that. Some bat, Litecoin, Flux, Monero, and a few stable coins, except UST. I don't even know if anyone's still talking about that. <laughs> or you can check us out on YouTube, Discord, Twitter, Twitch, and Odyssey. We do have some merch, so I'm gonna open up our merch tab here. We have the black shirt, Diamond Hands, for sure. 25 bucks. You guys can go check that out and get yourself some swag. All right. Uh, let's head up to the quote of the day. Yep, quote of the day. Let's see what we got. In general here. Go ahead. Oh, Jake, I'll let you take that. Yeah, well, there's a lot of quotes that are good. Dan Held, in particular, has a lot of quotes on a regular basis. Very good. I'm going to take one of his that I've posted today, and that's the first one off the top here, which is... Bitcoin will always be undervalued because you can't put a price on freedom. 
Check out Dan oh. Held on Twitter. He's got almost a million followers. Very popular crypto guy. Very much a Bitcoin yep. maximalist. So, ha- hashtag Dan Held at Dan Held. Yep, awesome guy. I and watch his. He's, he's obviously a, ho- a hodler because he's held, right? <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's move over to the job of the day. This is uh, from Hero Systems, security engineer. At Hero, we're making it easier for developers to build the next generation of smart contracts and decentralized apps. We build developer tools for Stacks, an open source network which makes Bitcoin programmable. With Hero, developers can test and deploy smart contracts, spin up nodes and other server-side resources for scaling, and get access to monitoring and analytics. Our solution provide developers with the convenience and reliability they need to be successful. We're very proud to say that Hero won three built-ins place, uh, built-ins place, best places to work award. Uh, we received best place to work NYC, best place to work uh, small companies, best paying companies NYC. Heroes funded and backed by more than $75 million from Union Square Ventures, Y Combinator, Lux Capital, Wink of Wasp Capital, Naval uh, Revacant, and others. All right, the job description about the opportunity. Hero is looking for a passionate and collaborative security engineer to help with the build and evolution of Hyperchain's R layer 2 solution for Stacks blockchain that enables high throughput and low latency. You'll collaborate with a team and work independently to architect and deliver features, upgrades, and improvements. In this role, you will build critical features for our developers community. You must be comfortable working in diverse development ecosystems and have worked independently in a rapidly scaling startup. OSS experience is preferred as we are an open source project. There you go, Cryptonauts. If you guys want some more information, you guys can check out that link or head over to our Discord, of course, and go to Crypto Career tab and you'll see all the jobs that are posted there daily. All right. On to the news. What's Yep, there we go. So, On to the news. Some really devastating news here, starting out with Alex Mashinsky, who, if you don't already know, is the, or would, is he still the CEO of... Um, Celsius, I imagine he probably still is, at least until they get rid of him. So, from Coindesk, uh, Jeff Wilzer, sky-high yields and bright red flags, how Alex Mashinsky went from bashing banks to <laughs> bankrupting Celsius. His, his baby, it's his own company. Why would he want to do that? Well, I think there might be some... No, we definitely know there's a lawsuit. In fact, if anybody holds coin with... Celsius, so you've already got the notification that you're going to be getting, receiving papers in the mail about this lawsuit. Alice Masinski likes to wear a t-shirt. A t-shirt is black and carries a simple slogan. Banks are not your friends. And apparently neither is he. He wears this shirt often, or at least he used to. There are lots of cheeky t-shirts worn by Masinski, the 56-year-old founder of the Celsius Network. At Bitcoin 2021 conference in Miami, for example, Masinski encouraged everyone to Party like a crypto whale. Is that a song? No. Um, swing by the Celsius booth to grab your HODL t-shirt. Hey, we sell HODL t-shirts too. Ours are better because we don't... Our company isn't bankrupt. <laughs> <laughs> the shirt has a sneaky triple meaning. First, the word boozy... The words boozy typo origin story. Second, there's a joke that HODL means hold on to your crypto for dear life. The... Celsius shirt meant that, and something extra implies that you should hodl your funds in Celsius, specifically. It's a simple pitch. Why keep your crypto in a private wallet when you can park it with Celsius? Nearly risk-free. 
<laughs> nearly. And sometimes yield over 18%, especially if you do SNX. I will admit, I had SNX on, on Celsius. Um, um, yeah, well, I don't have it anymore. <laughs> Mashinsky's oozing confidence wore the black hodl t-shirt as he explained the basics of the August 2021 interview with the influencer known as CTO Larson. Mashinsky assured, assured viewers that Celsius posed much less risk than banks, but still managed to deliver high single-digit or low double-digit returns. How is this possible? How could Celsius have much less risk but provide eye-popping returns? It sounded too good to be true. Well, Mashinsky explained that the differential in interest rates simply shows how much these banks are stealing from you. And he's not entirely wrong. They do take a pretty sizable chunk. How do they get those yields? That's a question asked repeatedly by Stephen McClurg, co-founder and chief investment officer, or CIO, of Valkyrie Investment. McClurg met with Mashinsky several times. Quote, we would ask them to uh, really simple questions like, who are your counterparties? End quote. McClurg said he never received satisfactory answers. Quote, he really wouldn't ever give any details, and we tried to do due diligence on them, but so many red flags came up, and he just wouldn't answer anything directly, said McClurg. When we had asked the same kinds of questions to well-known crypto exchanges, Gemini, Coinbase, he, uh, we received solid answers. Not so with Mashinsky, which is one reason Valkyrie declined to work with Celsius. Flash forward to July 2022, which is... Still in the month for another four days. Celsius, as reported, has now filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection. It acknowledged the $1.2 billion in its uh, hole in its balance sheet. It blocked users from withdrawing funds. A separate lawsuit now accuses Celsius of operating a Ponzi scheme. And so on, and so on. And, well, yeah, I think this is the timeline is a good primer. Mashinsky is now the man mm -hmm. at the center of a perilous moment of crypto history and event my CoinDesk colleague Oliver Knight described as, as analogous to the Lehman Brothers collapse of 2008. The familiar, the failure that exacerbates on a, uh, pardon me, exacerbates a market crisis. So just who is Mashinsky? And this is something I think is actually worth, worth talking about. Hopefully we have enough time for it. Mashinsky was born in Ukraine, and we all know what's going on in Ukraine right now. Raised in Israel and is telling a story, he's been a serial investor and entrepreneur for decades. Even a futurist, a la Iron Man Tony Stark or Tesla CEO Elon Musk. Voice over internet protocol, Mashiski says he helped invent it, claiming in a 2018 video that VOIP, we created a new technology, a new platform, completely decentralized, completely autonomous to the phone line's infrastructure. And that's somewhat accurate. As the founder of early... VOIP company Arbonet, may, maybe he did help. But the National Inventor Hall of Fame credits a woman named Marion Croak as the inventor of VOIP. Or VOIP, if people pronounce it. Mashinsky also claimed to have had an idea for Uber years before Uber. Didn't we all? <laughs> Back in the era before BlackBerry phones? Uber copied everything we had. We didn't own a single car. We offered, We were offering cars on demand. We were the first app you could order a car on, he once told Telegraph. Yeah, that sounds like a likely story. As Mashinsky's future chops, he burnished them by sharing in the same interview, 
Quote, my wife claims that I live in the future all by myself. Probably true. And <laughs> once in a while, society ends up coming to where I have been sitting on the road and waiting for them a long time. Why is he sitting on the road? But sometimes they go in a completely different direction and leave you in the dust. Yes, I'm sorry, Mashinsky, like they're doing right now. According to Mashinsky's website, he has founded eight startups, Arbonet, Comgates, Elematics, Transit Wireless, Governing Dynamics, GroundLink, Insego, and Celsius. And generally, also the chairman, uh, was generally also the chairman, CEO, and managing partner. Holds 50 patents, raised 1.5, pardon me, more than $1.5 billion with over $3 billion in exits, and now leads Celsius team with over $25 billion in crypto assets. <laughs> uh, you're missing, if you, got a, if you got an extra billion in there, could you just plug in your extra billion into that $1.2 billion hole? Because that would be really nice right about now. It'd save you from uh, bankruptcy. Oh wait, too late. Presumably he's too he he's too busy talking to lawyers to tweak a copy of the on his website. Mashinsky has not responded to any of CoinDesk's requests for comment for the past week. But that 25 billion is almost certainly inaccurate or outdated, given the market's price collapse, and might be the only inaccuracy. Anyways, I'm not going to continue to go on. I'm just going to basically point out that uh, he's a big talker and obviously has some has done a lot of work over the past what like 20 years 25 years and i'm not saying the stuff he says is, is necessarily incorrect but um it, it, it just it sounds like the the typical ceo uh alpha male i'm so wonderful and look at how i'll i'll, I'll bounce back from this just like michael saylor right <laughs> mm -hmm. hopefully he doesn't bounce himself uh -huh. into prison all right, next news. This one's coming in from Decrypt.co, written by Kate Irwin. Madonna hellbent on buying $1.3 million board ape yacht club NFT, now deemed too expensive. Madonna is upset about a certain rainbow tooth ape. Board ape number 3756 is currently listed on OpenSea for an eye-watering 869 ETH. Or 800.69 ETH, roughly $1.27 million. The superstar told Variety she's been pinned over that Board Ape Yacht Club NFT, which has trippy fur and SM hat and a motorcycle jacket and rainbow teeth. Quote I was hell bent on getting an ape and really specific about what I wanted. The ape with a leather motorcycle cap and a multicolored teeth, Madonna said. I was told that it was inspired by me and modeled after me and it was brought, uh, bought by a woman who's a fan of mine and she was going to sell it to me but it was way too expensive. NFTs are unique blockchain tokens that signify ownership over an asset, in this case over a 2D image of an ape, which comes with other membership benefits like merch, special discord access, and event access. Uh, when asked if ape number 3756 or its traits were inspired by the singer, BAYC creator Yuga Labs told Decrypt via email that apes aren't necessarily designed or modeled after anyone specifically. The Yuga Labs teams love it when people see themselves in certain apes. The SNM hat is one of the founder's favorite characteristics in the collection. They love anything punk rock. Madonna helped popularize that style, which the founders are a fan of, a Yuga Lab rep told Decrypt. 
Madonna, whose net worth is $575 million and has ranked in $1.2 billion over her prolific career, per Forbes estimates, ended up acquiring Board Ape number 4988 instead through MoonPay. The crypto payment company handed over 180 ETH, approximately $466,000 for the NFT back in March and transferred it to Madonna's wallet. <clears throat> but number 4988 isn't a bad cons uh, cons uh Constellation prize like Ape three seven five six, the Ape Madonna owns also sports the the black S and M hat and psychedelic fur. But according to Rarity Sniper data, it's significantly less rare. The NFT she desired is ranked one hundred twenty third, while the one she owns is ranked three thousand seven hundred fifty four out of the ten thousand NFTs in the collection. And I think we'll leave it at that. She's just basically saying that it was too expensive and she wants someone to give her a better deal on that ape, you know. <laughs> I'm a celebrity. I should only have to pay $950,000. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know if I could fit myself into that category of saying, yeah, I've got so much money that I'm willing to just drop a million dollars on an NFT. I, I realize there are other aspects to it, but... Mm. It just feels, I don't know, everyone's got their own perspective on money. So let's move on to another person who spends money wildly and runs a country. <laughs> so El Salvador to buy back bonds after Bekele, the president, bad Bitcoin bets. This is off of Decrypt from Matt DeSalvo. El Salvador president wants to buy back the $1.6 billion in sovereign debt as the country's finances look increasingly strained after a series of mistimed bets on Bitcoin. Sorry, Bekele, you did it wrong. In a Tuesday tweet, the president said he was sending two bills to Congress to authorize funding for the buybacks. The president, who made Bitcoin legal tender in the tiny Central American country in September, stressed, the El Salvador's, stressed that the El Salvador's finances were in good shape. Really. Honestly. No one's hanging me by a noose right now. The transparent and public and voluntary, or probably transparent, public and voluntary, purchase offered the bonds will start in six weeks after market prices, Bekele added. And here's his tweet. Contrary to the media, uh, to what the media has been saying all this time, El Salvador has the liquidity not only to pay off its commitments when they are due, but also purchase all of its own debt until 2025 in advance, Bekele, Bekele wrote. After making Bitcoin legal, legal tender, Salvadorian businesses have to accept if if if, if they have the technological means to do so. The eccentric leader also has used federal funds to buy Bitcoin, admitting that on Bitcoin, but rather he goes on Bitcoin buying sprees on his phone, naked or sometimes while in the in the toilet. In the toilet. I'm sorry, it must be a British thing. On the toilet. <laughs> um, I hope he doesn't sit in the toilet. If his tweets are anything to go by, Bekele has two uh, 2,381 bitcoins worth $52 million at today's current prices, according to the Naib Tracker website. That's interesting. I need to check out that website, which monitors the president's announcements. <laughs> As the price of bitcoin plus plunged 68% down from its all-time high of November $69,000, the poor man had been 69,000. Vichelli's investments have lost 50%, rather over 50% of their value, leading some to say that his behavior is reckless. I think it was reckless before he went Bitcoin and putting the putting at risk the country's economy. In any case, 
the likes of P uh, J.P. Morgan and the International Monetary Fund, or IMF, have criticized Bekele for his Bitcoin project. The IMF even said the country should ditch the idea completely. I say no. I say no. I, I think they should keep running with it indefinitely and just see what happens. I mean, it is probably not the most sound financial advice, but who said El Salvador was financially sound? So... What's crazy is that his portfolio is down 48%. Well, that's a big roughly hit, 50%. man. Yeah, it's, it's pretty harsh. <clears throat> yeah. So let's move All on right. to something Solana. Sure. This one's uh, back to decrypt.co, written by Jason Nelson. Solana is set to open IRL retail store and Web3 embassy in New York. A Solana-themed store is set to open its doors in New York City called Solana Spaces. The new store is located in Hudson Yard and is being launched in collaboration with the Solana Foundation, the organization behind the uh, eponymous, that I say, eponymous blockchain network. The crypto companies and Web3 brands have been steadily making inroads to, into mainstream culture with celebrities like Tom Brady, Steve Aoki, Snoop Dogg, and Elon Musk getting in on the action. Brands like Ethereum, NFT Collection, Board Ape Yacht Club have even branched out into IRL products and businesses, including a Board Ape themed restaurant in Los Angeles. Solana, which recently announced plans to create and launch its own Android smartphone, uh, also appeared to see value in going to brick and mortar route. Quote To the inside of the store, you'll learn how Solana works, what is Web, uh, what Web3 is, we'll set you up with a wallet and your first NFTs and guide you through your first on-chain transactions. The Solana Spaces Twitter account tweeted earlier this month. It added that it's designed, uh, designed the space to be a cultural center and embassy for Solana. Beyond NFTs and Phantom Wallet tutorials, this space will also provide customers with an interactive art installation and plenty of Solana-branded merch for sale, including a limited run of Blank Soul sneakers. Oh, that was a pretty cool, actually. Here's a little tweet of it. Before its grand opening, Solana Spaces opened up its doors the past weekend for a selected group of 30 visitors to preview the store. Even though the store isn't officially open yet, it's already gaining considerable buzz on social media with passerbys taking notice and sharing photos of the store via Twitter. It even caught the attention of Genie founder and Uniswap VP of product Scott Lewis. Solana, whose native cryptocurrency Sol is currently the ninth largest cryptocurrency by market cap, has with, within the last year become a popular alternative to the more costly Ethereum blockchain to trade NFTs, unique blockchain tokens that signify ownership and use decentralized apps. The network still lags way behind Ethereum in every meaningful metric, though unconventionally conventional methods of getting the word out like a physical sword just might help close the gap a little more. Sure. All right, well, all the best there for Solana. Kind of like uh, Amazon's first uh, uh, kioskless uh, store where they didn't have any kiosks. You just walk in, grab the things you want, and walk out. I yeah. appreciate seeing an NFT store or a Solana-based store where it's, it's like Solana is you know, entirely proof of stake and very much backed by people with millions of dollars. So it's kind of not that surprising that they wouldn't open a physical store when everything Solana is you know in, in, invested in explicitly is not physical i guess the exception of those shoes but i think we talked about this with the with the uh, sweatshirt idea of um uh making nfts out of sweatshirts well i guess sweatshirts mm -hmm. out of, anyways um so that you'd have a physical thing tied to the to the digital um you know uh record of an nft as it were so 
I, I'm, I'm fascinated to see how Selena, I will personally be following this just to see how it goes. Because I'm, I'm somewhat interested to see how we can, you know, bring the digital to the physical world in, in a sense for those who can't That's what do I love, man. I want to see that a lot more for sure. Yeah, yeah. So we need we need more practical reasonings and not just the fanciful reasons of like, oh, that's it's on blockchain. Dude, <laughs> dude, that's why I bought uh, the Raven Rock, specifically what you just said, dude. I want to see more physical NFTs. And for me, that's a big symbol personally to me. That's why I take that thing out and, and take as many photos as I can with it. Yep. So continuing on with a little bit more news about Harmony, uh, Harmony token. This is from Crypto Potato and Jordan Line Chips. Harmony offers to reimburse community by minting billions, sounds like the U.S. government, of tokens, sparking a backlash. Oh my gosh, you mean flooding the market with tokens is bad? A month has passed since the bridge exploit on the Harmony lose $100 million worth of Ether, and the subsequent decline of the White Hat offer to return the funds. As a result, Harmony devs have begun looking for ways to reimburse the community for their lost funds. Unfortunately, the response closely mirrors the solution found by Luna devs. Essentially, Harmony devs have proposed a hard fork and printing of 4.97 billion OP tokens to be paid out to effective community members over three years. Two solutions. Following a month of near radio silence, well, it's not surprising with the bear market, after the breach, Harmony addressed the community through a blog post asking them to vote on the possible solutions. To start off, the devs argued that given the current state of the treasury, an immediate reimbursement would be impossible, which would could mean a number of things, few of them good, with over 14 different asset classes stolen from 65,000 wallets worth about $100 million, Harmony offered to reimburse the community in OP tokens to be minted following a hard fork. The inflationary idea could be carried out by reimbursing users fully to the value of the stolen tokens sometime within the next coming three years, or by identifying only 50% of the value stolen. First, or rather the first option, is an estimated 100% compensation with minting of these nearly 5 billion one tokens, which equates to a three-year monthly emission of 138 million tokens, or 2.76 million, using the price of two cents, US dollars. Minted coins will be gradually bought, uh, brought into circulation over this period. The second proposal is an estimated 50% reimbursement with a minting of basically half as many tokens, which equates to also a three-year monthly emission of 69 million one tokens or 1.38 million using the price of two cents. Minted tokens will be gradually brought into circulation over that period. The vote also announced on Twitter, drying the hatred of all these people. <laughs> the blog post uh, also stated that the hack led to the accruing of uncollectible loans across various DeFi protocols that Harmony participates in. The devs blamed traders for taking advantage of the situation to borrow one with no intention of paying them back. And that is a problem. The situation led to a further loss of liquidity due to suppliers' funds being drained. And Harmony's devs fear this could lead to their project being removed from various DeFi protocols, not surprisingly. Unfortunately, the statement ignored the elephant in the room. Namely, the exploit was ultimately due to inadequate coding and good faith users of the platform should not be expected to foot that bill. 
The post is followed by a fact outlining the reasons for the proposals. I'm going to go on with this. It's not much more there is to it, but the fact of the matter is people invested in a crappy platform not realizing that it was crappy and all got it well, basically rug pulled by a hacker and not necessarily by the community. It sucks when that happens. Um, and I'm, and this is the, 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 I usually call it the teething process of, um, of crypto. People are like, hey, it works. And then someone else is like, hey, it's also not very secure. And the devs are like, we don't care. We're making money. And they're like, okay, well, we're just going to steal everything from you. And then, you know, mm-hmm. if you let us keep some of it for finding your hole. Oh, you don't like that? Well, we'll just keep all of it. Bye. Keep it all. Yeah. Uh-huh. Typical. Typical. Yeah. The guys have got a little right. bit too big for the bridges. So I apologize. That, they, that sucks for the people who lost that money. Yep. Moving over to Coindesk.com. This one's written by Sam Kessler and Sage D. Young. Ethereum's roll-up race, what is a true ZK EVM? Uh, last week, a trio of announcements from Scott, Matt, uh, Matter Labs, and Polygon ha- uh, all had something in common. Each company implied that it would be the first to bring a ZK EVM to market. Uh, ZK EVMs are a type of zero-knowledge rollups, a layer 2 network that runs atop Ethereum to process transactions, bundle them up, and pass them back down to Ethereum's layer 1 mainnet. ZK rollups uses fancy cryptography to take some, uh, some of the load off Ethereum's highly trafficked layer 1 network. As a result, they promise to offer users cheaper transactions along with a host of other benefits. Uh, ZK EVMs all aspire this, to the same goal, creating a ZK rollup experience that feels exactly like using Ethereum's Layer 1 blockchain. This means developers should be able to port over their existing smart contracts without changing the, their code and without abandoning, abandoning the EVM tools that they are accustomed to using. The EVM, rather than being one specific piece of hardware or software, is better understood as an uh, al- al- what? Al- Amal- al- amalgam. amalgam. Amalgam, amalgam of rules, standards, and software packages when shared across different computers running similar software. This shared s- shared set of standards uh, coalesce, coalescence into a network. Ethereum is one such network, although plenty of other blockchain networks have adopted versions of the EVM as well. But how can three companies all claim to be the first to create a ZK EVM? The answer comes down to how each define what it means to create a true ZK EVM. Explain all the different types of rollups in this article. For more on that, including the differences between optimistic rollups and the more advanced ZK rollups discussed here, you can read the last uh, week's edition of Valid Points and Coindesk Layer 2 Explainer. Until now, Z, uh, zero knowledge rollups have, have only been applied to a handful of use cases like sending tokens between addresses or trading non fungible tokens. ZK EVM's zero knowledge rollups that aims to support any Ethereum smart contracts were expected to be years away until just recently. Compared to quick to market optimistic rollups, general purpose ZK EVMs offer a number of security and user experience benefits. In the future, they are expected to take over from Ethereum's mainnet as a primary hub for Ethereum's activity in the years to come. As for the three teams all seem to think that they had the first ZK EVM, it might be the case that they were generally unaware that their competitors were moving at a similar pace. When Matter Labs said that it would be the first ZK EVM to market in the first quarter of 2023, perhaps it didn't realize Polygon was en route to launch its ZK EVM testnet as soon as this summer. And maybe Polygon wouldn't announce 
that it would be the, the first ZK EVM to market. Didn't realize ZK Sync was apparently prepared to launch on Ethereum's mainnet by the end of this year, ahead of Polygon's supposed plan to launch in early 2023. Timelines in Cryptolands are notoriously unreliable, and the ro roadmaps from Scroll, Matterlabs, and Polygon should be taken with a grain of salt. But the timelines aren't the only reason why Scroll, Matterlabs, and Polygon all claim they will be the first ZK EVM to market. Part of the disagreement comes down to how they define what makes a true ZK EVM. <laughs> uh, this is a long one, so I don't know if I should keep going. Yeah, it's it a very, a very, very, very long article. <laughs> mm -hmm. I don't yeah. think we need to cover it all, but uh, yeah, it's, it's important to notice that we have actually talked about rollups in the past. This is not the first one to come up on. We was probably almost a year ago when we very, very first talked about the idea of a rollup on Ethereum to try to get around the slowness of the network. Um, and in general, they said that talking about there being the first, the first to do this version of a ZK rollup. Um, but it's it's not ultimately a bad solution. It's just there's all this extra layer two stuff that has to be done just to accomplish the thing that the base network should have been able to do in the first place. Correct. So this is why we're turning to things like Raven and or Dynamo because they do it on chain. Why, why go yeah. to a layer two? What, what is the problem that we that OpenSea encountered it in the very beginning when all those people who had their, their board API uh, club NFT stolen? It was going off chain. So, mm -hmm. of course, that was going off chain, and, not just like layer two necessarily, but mm -hmm. so stay on chain, people. Stay on chain. Stay on chain. Oh, wait, that's Target. Never mind. <laughs> oh, wow. Was that it? Ah, yeah, that's that was the extent it. of it. Uh, we can uh, basically just wrap this up by talking about the fact that uh, we do have our Diamond Hands, black Diamond Hands t-shirts. Got a little bit of a kind of a bluish colored diamond on the front of the shirt. And there's a whole bunch of different images you can check out. Whether this is just the black shirt. We didn't have any other colors. No other darker colors, just black. Um, but we do have others, as I've said before. There's the Stacks, Hats, and Hoddle shirt that we have, which is kind of a more of our official Shirt comes in three different colors. You had red, yellow, and white. And then we also have the uh, original white, which also comes in multiple different colors, blue, orange, green, you know, other versions of blue. So if you want to support the channel, and we really hope you do, you can get one of these shirts. It has the logo on, every, on the sleeve of every shirt. And, of course, if you join uh, with us on, Dyna on Discord, you can get uh, those tokens, the C3 meeting tokens. It looks just like the sleeve icon. So... Just want to remind everybody of that, and we appreciate you listening to the end of the show. Uh, you'll catch us again on this coming Sunday, right? Next show is up on Sunday. Uh, oh, we're, yep. we're also going to we, we do Thursday. I don't know if we're going to do this or not. We've been trying to do uh, Twitter spaces every now and then. I still like to do another Twitter space, but we'll have to yeah. see if we have time to do it. So thanks, everybody, for listening, and we will catch you in the next show. So as we say at the end of every show, stack sats. And, and hodl. Adios. Adios.